podcast cody mitchell connor holiday here week 11 connor once again don't fucking it's coming, say it. don't <laughs> coming fucking down say it. to don't a close say it. again what i said about last week i didn't think the slate was amazing but it definitely delivered kind of feeling the same here so let's hope we get a little more the chaos. slate's not as strong and also some of these it's hard to find bets this week. Honestly. Yeah, I don't. I don't like a lot of games. This but, might be my like lowest amount of bets this week. Which would be what twenty five. Uh, I don't even know if we're hitting the twenties. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um, also, this is a college basketball podcast, but we have a Boo. lot of we have so much football to go over. I mean, this is our Friday episode, so we got picks. I have some college basketball picks for t- tonight, actually, and for tomorrow, mixed into mine as well. Connor's going straight football, but. Just to cover a little bit of college basketball, all I really want to get into is I want to shout out Keontae Johnson for Kansas State. Two years ago, collapsed on a basketball court. First time back Scary there. Scary situation. Was, for one, not just if, for his basketball career, for his life. Like Yeah, you know, yeah, no, that's what I meant. Like the, I remember constantly checking Florida's uh, Twitter for updates about him, and it was like such a relief when we finally got good news about him, but... Yeah, awesome. 13 points on, I think it was Monday. They're back in action here, I think, tonight. I can't remember, but yeah, awesome story. If he can play at, like, Keontae Johnson level at Florida and he has no setbacks, maybe I underestimated Kansas State a little bit. They actually do play tonight. They play Cal. The line is six and a half. Not touching any of that soon, so... (laughs) We're going to move into the big games for the college football weekend. I'm going to do – so what I'm going to do is – so I only have seven college football plays. I'm going to save my three basketball ones to the end, and we'll just run through all the, okay. the rest of ours. So. Alabama at Mississippi. Bama comes in as – Mississippi. Know, who calls them Mississippi? That's how I wrote it down. Ole Miss. Mississippi. Bama comes in as an 11.5-point favorites after dropping that thriller down in Baton Rouge. Connor did the – how do you feel about Alabama? Do they bounce back here? Obviously, every game's huge right now if they want any shot of getting into the playoff. So I'm not touching this game whatsoever because I'm just going to watch it and get a read on Bama more than anything because some of the comments that Saban had in his press conference about like telling their telling the players that like to improve – like. Verbatim, he said to like improve your draft stock. Yeah, 100%. do what you can to improve your stock, because like he kind of made it seem like the season's lost, which I think it is. So, like, how much of a team are they gonna play as, as compared to individuals that are just trying to make plays? That kind of concerns me a little bit, and I'm trying to see how for real this old Miss team is because like, I know they're what? Uh, eight and one. Eight and one. Yep. 
Oh yeah, they just had their bye last week. Yeah, they had such a w- late bye week, but uh, yeah, their opponents like haven't been the greatest. So very interested to see how they come out. But like I said, I'm not touching this game. I'm just gonna like sit back, watch, and see how these two teams go. It's another team though. Like Ole Miss isn't out of this yet either. No, they're not. Like with a win here, they have a shot to get into the SEC title game. And with one loss, like, do I think they're kind of frauds at eight and one? Yes, I don't think they're very good. I will say, so LSU plays Arkansas at noon. Mm-hmm. I know no one's supposed is going to say like there's eyes on it. If Alabama wants any chance of making it to the SEC title game, and like I'm telling you right now, if, if Somehow, the world froze over. LSU drops their last two SEC games. Bama wins the SEC. Bama's getting the playoffs. I don't give a fuck. That's 100% going to happen. 1,000% going to happen. No. With two losses, they will. No. I th- they would get in over a one-loss Big 12 champion. Easily. Not even a chance. It's the I SEC champion. I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. even think you'd have to think about I don't that. even think we get to that scenario. I don't think so either. But this game is until 3.30. Mm-hmm. LSU beats Arkansas. I would definitely have heavily kind of lean to the other side of Mississippi here because I think at that point it's like now you're officially playing for nothing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, what Nick Saban said, they're basically playing for their own draft stock. Yeah. So. And like Bryce Young and like Will Anderson, I don't really think there's nothing for them to show. No, the, no. You know what I mean? Like their draft stock staying wherever it is regardless. Bryce yeah, I mean, I'm not things. saying like, oh, like Bryce and Will are gonna shut it down now. I think is that's more for bowl game scenario, but I don't think they're gonna shut it down with in week eleven. But I mean, I I don't know what read I have on this. I'm just gonna stay away and watch. All right, maybe one of the probably the game that might decide the group of. Five representative mm-hmm. for the New Year's Six Bowl. UCF is plus one, as it currently sits, at Tulane this weekend. I This is another one where I'm, I've am i been back and forth the entire time on, and I cannot really get a read on this. Yeah, I'm not touching this game. I'm just going to enjoy it because I think it is going to be a very big game. It's kind of dependent on if John Rice Pomley plays. Because if he doesn't, the drop-off at quarterback kind of goes down. And with Tulane's defense, like even if John Rice Plumley plays, I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for UCF. But I just think this is going to be a good game. I really just want to talk about it because I want to give props to like how good these two teams are. I mean, Tulane, if it's not for a loss against Southern Miss... They're undefeated with a win against Kansas State. Yeah, that's what we were talking about last episode. Like, if they were, I'd be super interested to see where the CFP rankings would have for them. Yeah, so I mean, they keep they're they're ahead of Texas and Kansas State in the CFP. So, I mean, it, I just think this is going to be a phenomenal game. But like I said, I do not have a good read on it and this line is why i mean these two teams are very evenly matched but like i said if john rice Plumley isn't playing this line is gonna heavily favor Tulane. i agree um we're okay so this 
A line that to most people is probably not going to make a lot of sense is TCU at Texas. The Longhorns are currently now seven and a half point favorites, and obviously that's a key number. The line's been bouncing back and forth between seven and a half, seven, and I've even saw it somewhere at six and a half. So basically, it, we're going to do this at a seven and a half line. So, but this is also going to be Hunter's play. Of the no, no, my bad, my bad. He said he liked that game. That's not his play of the week, but. Can TCU is if for one is Quinn Ewers in danger? I'm worried for Quinn. <laughs> I'm super worried about Quinn Ewers. Yeah, hey, I mean that's one of the weirdest trends like in the country right now is TCU quarterback luck. So I am worried for Quinn Ewers. We've already seen him go down for with a shoulder injury, but I don't. I don't. I have a play on this game. We'll get into it with the locks, but I don't know. Once you told me that the line got to seven and a half, it kind of made me lean TCU or taking the seven and a half with TCU. I know it's kind of dependent on if Quentin Johnson ends up playing in this game, even though from everything that I've heard, he's going to play. But also, how limited is he? Yeah, gonna, is he going to be anywhere near 100%? Because I think if this line, I don't know if this line is with him playing or if he, he's not, because it seems like it's so big. Especially for, yeah, the fourth seed in the college football playoff. Exactly. But again, the te- the power ratings just freaking low. Exactly. Texas. I that, still have Texas 6. That's so fucking. So, like, the line makes sense. I have. I would have the line set at 7.3. That would be my line. Like, I don't... At, on neutral, right? No, no, no. It's, oh, okay. it's a four and a neutral, and then the whole oh, okay, gives okay. them the three. Okay. So, okay. yeah, that's... I don't... I Again, this... I know it sucks when we have all the big games and we don't really have a lot of plays in them, because obviously that's all... I mean, I do have a play in this, but we'll get to that. Well, I have zero in any of these big games. <laughs> like, obviously, like, the most... Casual bettors are betting the biggest games of the weekend. But yeah. this one is one where another very high-variance game where I could see Texas blowing them out of the water. I could see Texas getting a big lead and then TCU coming back and winning by 14. Yeah, yeah. I mean, TCU in the second – or I, TCU in the second half is going to be very interesting to me because how many times Texas has had letdowns in that second half. They get away from the run game and try to have Quinn win the game or keep the or keep them ahead in the game, like keep going for points. So I don't know. Like like you said, this is so high variance that I'm staying away from the I'm staying away from it except for one play. So Okay. ACC implications. UNC plus four at Wake Forest. We were just talking outside. UNC probably should be the favorite in the ACC. But, man, this defense stinks. There is yes. going to be so many goddamn points in this game. I think the over-under is set at 77.5 currently. Somebody has it at 76.5. I And honestly, like if you look at the last couple games that these two have played, the total's been in the hundreds. Well, so Yeah, the last two games, I think both eclipsed 100, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I'm very in, like I I'm firmly on the over. I think that UNC is just going to put up points against this Wake Forest defense, and I think on the opposite side, Wake Forest is going to put points up on this UNC offense. I see a hellacious amount of points. I'm going to be so upset if this game goes under. But yeah, I I as far as who I think wins this game, I have no fucking idea because I just see it being a points of Palooza. So plus Wake has been so bipolar. They have been. Like are we going to get another Sam Hartman game where he's just throwing casual pick six left and right? Or like like they should have won the NC State game. 100%. Like NC State, no offense, is kind of like a dead team walking that just keeps winning. I love them to death, but facts are facts. Like that defense is the one thing that's keeping them alive. But like you struggled against that defense and you allowed a lot of points for that offense that's not that fucking good, even with MJ Morris, who I think is a dog, but yeah, I just I think I think it's gonna be an insane amount of points. Like first team to sixty wins. <laughs> could be more. Could, could, more than likely like first team to fifty wins. But for all I know, it could be whoever gets to a hundred first wins. Yeah, I'm scared too scared to bet an over in this high seventies, but honestly if I had to pick either way, I think I'm taking the over. Like honestly, 1, I think there's a very good shot that by halftime there could be 56 points. There could be higher. But this game just strikes me as the winning team scores 50. I just need 11 touchdowns. That's so, <laughs> that doesn't When you put it that way, it doesn't sound that hard. No, especially when we're talking about Wake versus UNC. And you, what do you have it at? 76 and a half. I literally yeah, just need 11, 11 touchdowns. touchdowns. Perfect. Well, make sure those kickers make all the extra points too. Invalid, but yeah, I just think this is like so high scoring that I don't know who to give the edge to. Yeah, either do I. Um, I think if I'm leaning either way, it's going to lead North Carolina, but just because they keep impressing me. Washington at Oregon line sets at 13. Connor, the Ducks are really good. I think they are. I mean, I think Bo Nix is. Heisman hype is warranted. Like I I know people still have issues when they look at week 1. But like at the same time I don't it, it it's such a catch 22 that you don't want to reward a team that got blown out that bad. But also if you re I think if you replay that game it's a lot different of a game. Yeah, so, I think if you replay that game, I think the number that it was set at at the beginning is right. Yes. The 17 and a half. Yes. Like, yes, that's I've, about the spread. Because I have it, because wasn't that played? I think it was a neutral, technically, but it was It was, like was Atlanta. in Atlanta. Yeah, I would have it at 15. And that was a new head coach, Bo Nix, just coming in. Hasn't really had a lot of time. I mean, like, he has a off season with his weapons, but no real, like, game experience with his weapons, so... And Georgia's really fucking good. Exactly. Georgia's the clear number one team, like, so... Like, yes, that's a that's a big number to kind of, like, diagnose and be like, that was a shit-kicking, but, you know, Georgia's really, really freaking good. Yeah. Um, On the other side, this is, this is like, a game. It's a, with 
Bo Nix, it's been a lot easier with Bo Nix this year, but these are two quarterbacks I've always had trust issues with. Exactly. Because right when they, when you fade them, they ball out. Mm-hmm. When you're on them, they have their Penix and Bo Nix game. Yes. So it's another game where I'm staying away. I don't know if you have a play on this. We're getting into the 10. I, I don't. Away. I don't have a play in this game. I'm just going to. I mean, I think Oregon comes away with the win. But as far as the line goes, like, yeah, I mean, we saw it with the UCLA game that that was a close spread and Oregon beat them by double digits. So I don't know. It's a tough game to call. I'm just going to sit back and watch it. All right. Well, let's open up to the rest of the slate here. I'll get it out of the way first. Did you have any in is the LSU game anywhere on your sheet here? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Hunter Mitchell's lock of the week is going to be LSU minus three and a half versus Arkansas. Square. It's a square bet. It's a rat line. It's scary. But he is 4-0 on his play of the week. So he's trying to look for 5-0 here. Is he? He's 4-0. He I, thought, I thought he had Wake against Louisville. Nope. He has not lost yet. Oh, good for him. No, that was a game that me and him were like texting about. Oh, okay. It was not his pick on the podcast. Okay, okay. okay. So, yeah, he's 4-0 going for 5-0. Connor, I will shoot it to you. Where do you want to go from here? All right, I'll just go to the big games. The only play that I have in the big game, Texas TCU over 64.5. I think there is going to be a lot of points in this game. I don't know who that really favors, in my opinion. I think it favors TCU. but Are you scared at all that Quinn might go down, though? No. No, I think that I think that walk ends this week. I'm praying to God. Uh but yeah, I just I just think there are a lot of points in this game. Points, points, points. Love this. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. And I do think it does favor TCU. I I just there's something here that I think not talking about your total or anything, but I think TCU's luck kind of runs out right here. Yeah. This, I I, I I don't know about the number though. Yeah, I think I think win. there's a more times than not. I think TCU covers the spread, but Texas also Texas. there are those chances that Texas just blows them out. But again, we are talking about Texas. Yes, and Texas could Texas themselves. Very All right, much so. I'm gonna get this one out of the way because you're gonna be mad. I'm a, I'm taking Indiana plus forty one. Oh God, I, it's going to be. I checked the weather for tomorrow. Tomorrow the weather's not going to be great. Obviously, we're from Ohio, so like Where's... it's it's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. It's going to be rainy. I just Ohio State's going to pound them, but I think forty one's too many points. I'm trying to wait to actually get it closer to kickoff because I think it might jump over forty two, which is obviously a good number to have it at. But Indiana doesn't stand a chance. Ohio State's played sloppy as of late. Weather's not going to be great. All those things come together. Give me Indiana points. I hate you. Now, if I go out there and I have State one sixty three nothing, am I going to be completely shocked? Probably not. I really hope that they do. <laughs> All right, go back to you here. All right, I'm just gonna take this under two disgusting ass teams. Give me the under forty nine in Texas A and M Auburn. It does worry me because Auburn and Texas A and M are two of the most bipolar teams in the SEC. I just think that it, it, I I don't I just think this goes under. Yeah, I didn't see that. Like I'm a, that's just a game. Like if you ever went through the slate and there was just one you missed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't. Because I I love that. 
My problem is, is when I go through, I'm more looking at the spreads. I'm not looking at the over-unders unless it's two teams that I really like. No, I'm just talking about games and period. Like, yeah. it was a game that matchup I didn't even pay attention to. Yeah, I Auburn's favorite. That. What's oh, the spread? I think it's like two. Well, Texas A&M also stinks. Yeah, but, yeah, I uh, I just think this goes way under. No, I love that play with you. I'm, I'm thinking 38, 40 points total maybe kind of something similar around there i don't know um all right i'm gonna go back to the old well it fucked me early in the season but it's been working as of late i'm gonna take odu in the points plus seven and a half versus james madison the james madison team is not nearly as good as what they've been what they started out as yes the quarterback got hurt ODU is a scrappy team that can put up a lot of points too so i think seven and a half is just a little too high of a number the dukes are it was kind of, I mean, yes, the quarterback went down, but they had no business being in the top 25 at any point. They're going to come back down to earth. You know that win total is still, like, up in the air. For James Madison? Yeah, they they have, they have need one more win. But it's right there, and there's three games left. So, yeah. All right, back to you, bud. All right. I'm going back to the well, fading a team. Give me Wyoming minus eight against Colorado State. I am worried because, like, we talked about it last week. How Wyoming six and three ever, and they're five or six and two basically since that ass kicking week one against Illinois or week zero against Illinois. I'm sorry. And this Colorado State team's bad. That's literally all I'm going off of. The I know we've said stay away from some of these Mountain West teams. I just can't. can't ign- I can't ignore this line being so low. I think Wyoming wins by double digits. If Wyoming's actually like since that week zero game, like you said, and they've turned. They're it second around. in the mountain for the uh, Mountain West. That's the uh, by far the best name for a division in the the Mountain Mountain West. Yes. Um, do you want to just do a Colorado fade Colorado parlay? Because I'm going USC minus thirty four. Ah, uh-huh. Colorado. Scary. I'm on number. it. I didn't want to give it out. Because there's been so many times that this USC team cannot put teams away. I'm, I've faded Colorado and Colorado State damn near every single week. I'm on both of them. I'm more confident in the Wyoming one than I am the USC one. But I don't hate it. I'm on it with you. I just I, I I hope that they could fucking put a goddamn team away. Yeah, like you said, that does scare me that they let teams hang around a little bit, but fucking Colorado sucks. Yes. They're one and eight. They're one of the worst ATS teams. So it's official. We both have one of the sides here. Parlay them together, the fade Colorado parlay. Yeah. I love that. All right. So I've been fading a team for the last couple weeks. Somebody that was on their season win total, and it's just been an absolute flame out. So, like you do with spreads, if a team starts not covering, you just hope for them to lose. That's kind of what I'm doing here. I'm trying to speak them into non-bowl eligibility, even though they might not even be bowl eligible if they went out. I can't remember exactly. But give me Georgia Tech minus two against Miami. I, I so just not to interrupt you before you kind of explain yourself. Both teams are four and five. 
Okay. So the winner here is set up really nicely. Who would have thought Georgia Tech would be in this position? And who thought Miami would be in this position? Yeah. Both teams have a shot to make a the loser here is basically eliminated from getting. I'm trying to talk Miami into non bowl eligibility. Talk Georgia Tech into making. It. <laughs> it, well, so I got fucked already on both of these win totals. I was on Georgia Tech's under, and I was on Miami's over. Obviously, Miami's over has been dead for weeks, and Georgia Tech's just got over the last week. Yeah, against Virginia Tech. I, I, this is such a stinky ass game, but just take Georgia Tech minus two. Miami is bad, and you see it already in recruiting. Their big quarterback that they were supposed to begin, Rashada, flipped to Florida. I mean, you blame the, the trend. Kid at all? I think there's I. I already talked about it w- last week with Miami how. They were talking about how this team wasn't up to standards, but this team gets its ass whooped by last season's team. So, yeah, give me Georgia Tech in the points. Don't hate that. I'm kind of curious where I want to go here. This one kind of scares me a little bit, but I do think I'm on the right side here. I'm going to take Louisville plus seven at Clemson. I thought about it so fucking much. Louisville's been playing like sneaky six and three right now. I think they're coming off a three-game winning streak. The offense is humming. I think Satterfield's seat is getting cooler. Definitely cooler. And I don't know, for one, we don't know how. Like, Clemson, I just don't think it's very good. Two, I think I think they're. it's not going to be a bounce-back spot here because I do think their season, like, yes, they can make it to the ACC title game, but I do essentially think that their season is basically – over, there is no chance they're going to make it to the college football playoff, even if they went out. I mean, yes, there's an outside chance that they can maybe sneak in there with some chaos, but I think it's done. And I just, I, what has Clemson done to give me any confidence in them offensively going to score points? I think Malik Cunningham and this Louisville offense just puts up enough points here to get the cover. I don't know if they're going to win here, but I wouldn't be, I would definitely be taking a look at the money line as well. Yeah, I really don't hate that pick whatsoever. I, I, but also at the same time, I I'm not betting it, but I do like that play. I wish I I saw Louisville when it opened. I think at plus nine or plus eight. You liked that. it a lot better there. Yeah, but still, I think I think Louisville has a chance to absolutely fuck shit up for Clemson, and I'm all for it. <laughs> yes, I know you are. You're any chance you have a shot to fade Clemson. I know you're going to be all over it. Alright, next game for me. I'm taking Boise State minus 21 against Nevada. Nevada is bad. Boise State just lost a heartbreaking game to BYU. Didn't you just say you were not to be betting the Mountain West games? Certain Mountain West teams. Okay. I think Nevada is bad, and I think oh, I know they're bad. <laughs> and I just think that Boise State comes comes out pissed off. This is a Mountain West game. We just talked about how Wyoming's number two, Boise State's number one right now. But down the road, I think it's actually next week they have to play Wyoming, and that ultimately decides who wins that side of the Mountain West. So I think they're going to come out pissed off after losing that game to BYU, and I think they just level Nevada. Wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, Nevada is so bad, and I was actually really surprised Boise ended up losing to BYU. 
like two teams that were going in two different directions, BYU trending down and Boise State was trending up, and then kind of both kind of met in the middle there. Give me bigger spread, SMU minus 17 at UC, USF. Don't hate it. USF is a train wreck. It, do you expect a letdown in points considering SMU had... Just drop a while. Was it 77? 77. <laughs> no, I expect more of the same. USF is... That team's quit. That team stinks. They just fired their coach. The only thing that would worry me is the typical fiery interim head coach comes in and the players like want to rally around it for them. But I just don't see that. I think this team just... For one, is just not talented either. Like, I don't expect... It. Any fight, I think this is a at worst a three touchdown win here for SMU. Plus, that SMU offense has just been humming. So I don't know because the trend of I, I know for a while there it was teams winning after firing mm. a coach. Granted, Auburn didn't do it, but I know for a fact that they did cover. So teams that fired their coach have covered every single week. So. All right, give me two here. I have one more college play, and then I have two basketball ones. All right, so next one for me. I've been on this team the last couple of weeks, and they're a team that I'm on their season win total. Give me Florida State minus six against Syracuse. I think I, I think even if Schrader plays that FSU covers this spread, I think they're the clear better team in this scenario. They continue to get better and better. I think Florida State hands Syracuse a little bit of an ass-kicking. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was an awesome story seeing Syracuse at 6-0. But, and they, they beat some actual like competent teams, too. It wasn't like they were playing. Covered against Clemson. Like anybody bad, but like I, the wheels have just been kicked off. All right, and the next play for me, I'm going back to a well with a team that I have been riding for the last two years. Give me Kansas State plus two and a half against who are the, Oh yeah, Baylor. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. We already know you already heard my stance on Baylor last week. I do not think they're a good team. I do not think they deserve to be favored. I ended up getting this money line when the Kansas State opened as five point dogs at plus one forty four. But I'm also just taking the two and a half because I think I think they come away with a win here. Yeah, and another big game for the Big 12, like, uh, title game implications, too. I think there's exactly. two this, losses in there. If It's an elimination game for one of these teams. Yeah, Baylor win, Yeah, Baylor wins. They're in the driver's seat. Kansas State wins. They're kind of in the driver's seat, depending on what happens in that TCU-Texas game. Yeah, it, obviously the wheels are going to turn if Texas beats TCU because Texas is going to have control of that. But Yep. But still. Um, my last one is I'm taking the team total. This, this is a – mean week for me to you because i'm faded your team and now i'm taking the other side here i'm gonna take the points the point total in michigan over 39 and a half versus nebraska don't hate it nebraska's rush defense is one of the worst in the country michigan's offense has been humming with the run game and they're just going to run all over them the only thing that worries me is also when you have a run heavy team the clock moves so are we going to have enough time to score? So hopefully after the first quarter, they're just running up and down on them. Casey Thompson's also not playing. So yeah, we also might get a lot of turnovers, and Michigan will start on the Nebraska side of the field, and it's just going to be points. I'm not touching the total at 31, but I think Michigan's at least going to get into the 40s. I'm thinking about at least 42 points. I mean, what is that, six touchdowns That's on that Nebraska defense? That seems very, very doable to me. 
So how many do you have left? I have three. Three. Go ahead and get two out of here. All right. Next one for me. Going back to a well with the team. Kansas plus. I know it's at three and a half. I got it at four and a half. But I don't think that Texas Tech should. I think this game, if anything, should be more of a pick em. I understand that it is at Texas Tech and crazy things happen in Lubbock. But I don't think that Texas Tech, even at home, is a field goal favorite over Kansas. I think Kansas could come away with a win here. So, yeah, give me give me the Jayhawks. And then it's crazy, though, because earlier in the year, this was like the game we were like trying to point out. Like, they could win this Big 12 game. Mm-hmm. And now look at them right now. Look at them They're bowl eligible. Yeah. And, I mean, Texas Tech does need to win this to – Try to get bowl eligible. They're sitting at four and five right now with three games left. So kind of need a win here if you want to make it to a bowl. But I think Kansas wins. Uh, and then, Oh, you think they went outright? I think they can win outright, but I think more than anything they cover that spread. Okay. Uh, next one for me in a ba- bounce back spot against a team that I it does concern me a little bit, but I think this team needs to get a lot of style points. Give me Tennessee minus 20.5 against Mizzou. If Tennessee wants to have any hope of making it to the playoff, they need style points, and this is the ultimate offense to get style points with. I understand Mizzou's defense is decently good, but I think te- Tennessee just hangs a lot of points on them, and I don't. I don't think Mizzou has the offense, even against T- or Tennessee's defense, to keep up. Yeah, and I know Mizzou is like scrappy and played a lot of one possession games, but outside of like the Georgia, like who's really? And I think Georgia ended up not even being a one possession game. But as of late, they've played a lot of close ones. This is a different caliber team. And like you said, Tennessee's got to hang a lot of points here if they want to. Yeah, if they, like, the, I, the playoff is not out of the realm of possibilities for Tennessee. If you want to make it in, though, you got to put up a lot of style points. Um, so we don't mix sports here. Why don't you just get your last one out of the way? All right, last one for me. I talked about this team being a dead team walking, so I'm fading them. Give me Utah minus 23 and a half against Stanford. Stanford hates fun. Fade Stanford. I think the team's giving up too. I that's think a that. team that's quit. If Brian or if Shaw is not fired, he's going to be one of the first teams or first coaches on the hot seat next season. But I think he could be fired this season. Yeah, it's all, it's all going to come down to what Stanford really wants because that's one of those, some of those schools like Stanford, Northwestern. Where football is not like the giant, giant priority, it always scares me a little bit. But like he could, he could coach another ten years. I wouldn't be surprised. He could get fired tomorrow, and it, like after a loss here, like a blowout, it wouldn't shock me one bit if they got after fired. seeing Wazoo hang a fifty burger on Stanford, fade them until the end of the season. Also, not to run off on a tangent on that. He, this might also just be a situation where he just, he leaves like it's yeah. Stanford's going to be. So those at high academic schools are going to be so hard now in the transfer portal era. Yep. To have any kind of success. All right. So my last two plays are college basketball here. I am. So what we're going to do with basketball mostly because spreads change so fast and there's games on the weekend. I'm going to give you the number that I'm willing to lay on a team. Because the numbers just change too quick. Sometimes the, the lines don't always come out. But for tonight, 
I'm willing to lay up to eight points with UAB. I think the line last time I looked was five. I think, it, what is this? This is a weird game, too, because this is a game you have to watch on the Barstool app? Uh, Barstool TV, I think. Uh, is that like an app? I no, there there's a website that you go to watch it, but also the live stream. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure if you go on YouTube, it will be live streamed there. Barstool Twitter account is going to be having it out. I mean, yeah, I'm excited for Barstool to be hosting this. This is going to be a lot of fun. And there's two really good mid-major teams. Yes, between Jelly Walker and the LSU transfer Eric Gaines, the backcourt for UAB is legit. I mean, we did. Our mini preview, I was telling you, I think UAB can be top 25, Ken Palm good. Like, they're clear, head over here's favorites in the conference USA. Toledo's no slouch either, though. But Ryan Rollins is gone, who was their, by far their best player last year. They're good, but I think UAB's got a little too much to take care of business. And then, in the dumbest game that we play once every three years, the stupid aircraft game that nobody cares about. It's stupid, it's basketball, it should be played in a goddamn gym. And it's just ugly. And it's also putting the players at risk. Like, the courts are never that good. They're always slippery. Like, Ohio State, I don't remember who they Marquette. Were. It was going to be Marquette. Mm-hmm. The game ended up getting canceled. Like, it's stupid. If I was a coach, I would never agree to play in one of these games. But I'm willing to lay up to, like, 15 points with Gonzaga and Michigan State. I don't think Michigan State's very good. There's matchup problems everywhere. And Gonzaga is still Gonzaga. Yep. Gonzaga is very good. Yep. Drew Timmy's still there. Drew Timmy's still there. Julian Strothard's still there. No Nemhard any anymore, but they have young guards that are coming up. And then, you know Efton Reed's there too now? Efton Reed's their third big man. When the fuck did that yeah. happen? He's their third big man. Jesus Christ. I Not to mention Malachi Smith comes over from Chattanooga, 20-point game score at Chattanooga. Like, mm-hmm. Gonzaga's loaded. They're not my favorite team, but they should beat the shit out of me. But again... The goddamn aircraft games. You never you never know what the weather is. You never know what's going to happen. Vegas, unfortunately, is kind of... I used to say just hammer the unders on these, but Vegas is kind of caught on to that, so I'm not really going to touch this total. But that's all our picks, so I think we're going to be out of here. Good luck this weekend. Connor, we're out. Peace!